I'm definitely at this point where I'm feeling like, you know, this world is really just not for me at all. And it's so weird. It's so weird how <laughs> how people are just so fraud and so fake and so weird. Like, people are so fake and so weird. And I'm just, I don't know, like, I've been new this. Like, I've been new that, like, when it comes down to it, I really don't have nobody. I really don't. It's really me. And sometimes I feel like against the world and against God. And you should never be against God. Like, clearly that's a choice. But a lot of times I feel like he's pushing me away. A lot of times I feel like God is pushing me away because I can't do something perfectly or I'm not able to, you know, I'm not... You know, either it's, I won't say I'm be, being disobedient because sometimes it feels like God is required, has unrealistic expectations, but I don't ever say that because God knows I don't. But a lot of times I just feel like so much more is required for me than actually is actual, actually humanly possible for anybody. And after seeing everything and seeing that, like, I hate to make it to be that person. It's like, I don't ever want the devil to trick me into anything. So I don't want to get prideful and start thinking, like, you need me. Because God does not need me. But it does feel like, it feels like, you know, I've done all this to, and I sacrificed every, everything to somehow end up in this position where, you know, nobody would even go this far. Nobody's willing to do this much. Everybody at this point would have been given up, would have been sold out for different things I have been offered. Like, I know that at the point when, you know, I was offered $2 million. Like, I know everybody around me would have been would have taken that. Matter of fact, it was only a few people who wouldn't have. And I think it was mainly the people who already have over $2 million. But even still, they would have sold off for less. Not less. They would have sold off for other things. Have sold off for other things. So, it's frustrating when I think about the position I'm in and, like, everything is around me. Because I'm not about to keep fighting for a position that if I wasn't in it, if I wasn't in it, in it otherwise wouldn't even be filled. Because nobody's willing to put in that work. Nobody's doing that. Nobody's, like... Everybody else is fraud when it comes to that. Like, they're, I don't want to say they're weak, but they're just not. They don't have the ability. And the different things that I've seen, like, how how am I being treated as if, like, I'm a throwaway or replaceable? And all of these people, you know, all of them see what it takes. They see what is required. And they're like, I would never do that. <laughs> like, never. I don't care. Not even for God. Not even for heaven. I don't care. And I'm sitting up here caring for what? What is the point? And I'm tired of complaining because I don't. I never was that person that's going to sit around and com- keep talking your head off about something. Like, I'm really going to just do me. And the only reason it's like I'm not is because, man, like, I, <laughs> am I the only one who see what it's going to be like when I'm going to? I'm the only one who see that. Like it's like that's what everybody wants, so that's what happened. And it's frustrating because it's like everybody can act like don't nobody need you, don't nobody care. So why is everybody so worried about me then? Get out of my face. 
If you don't need me, it's a lot of other people who you who you feel like you need, you who face you could be in right now. You always like I'm being stalked, watched, monitored, and the whole time I'm nobody to worry about. So for what? Why are you monitoring me for? If I'm nobody to worry about, I mean, go about your business. Ain't nothing gonna happen anyways, right? But you can't do that because you know what it is. I know you know who I am. Because you found me, I ain't find you. It's so weird. Oh, my gosh. Like, I just got this dirty, this really, really, really filthy underneath my skin feeling. It's so dirty. Where it's like, I hate, 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 hate being in this world. It's so hard for me not to hate God. I'm telling you, like, no, it's not. It's not hard for me not to hate him, but it's so hard for me not to grow to hate him for putting me in such a position where I'm surrounded by such disgusting characters and I'm subjected to it. Like, you know, why I got to prove so much I love you and I'm loyal and I'm faithful to you, but when all I need for you to do is to remove them, like, get them on my face, not let them be able to even have access to me. That's all. That's all I will require. And thinking back on stuff, it felt like a setup anyways, because why give me peace? I remember I, need, I he asked me, he told me to ask him for anything. I wasn't going to ask for nothing. So he told me to ask him for peace. So I asked for peace. And then you let them take it. That's a setup. Why? And I remember in that moment thinking immediately. Why act? Why tell me to ask you for something and just give it to me so freely? Like it felt like it was some. It was a reason behind it. It felt like it was ulterior motive. It felt like it was. I don't. Feel, I don't want to say that because I don't want to, you know, confuse Jesus' character. But it's just like I knew that you know, even though it felt like. At the time, I'm sitting up here saying, thank you. Like, I don't know what I did to deserve this. Why would we, why you would, you know, provide something like this to me? Why do I, you know, who am I, such and such? And the whole time it felt like, you know, I'm I'm saying, you know, there's nothing I could ever do to repay you for this piece. Like, this is more than I could ever ask for. And the whole time it felt like it was, you know, I'm saying all this because, you know, why did you give me that though? Like, what what do you really want for this? And I don't want to confuse God's character. Like, I know He does everything out of love and everything, but it's like, why give me something and pretend like it's free, or it's just because you love me and really actually want something in return? You're gonna require something in return for that. You should have just kept it. What is the point of that? Like, how how is that? How does that make you a good guy? I mean, if I did something like that to God, then, you know, I'm that's a sin. Let me go to God and say, here, God, here's my loyalty. Here's my faithfulness. And here's everything, you know, here's all my sacrifice. But and pretend like it's just for nothing. It's just because I love you. And then later on, you know, I'm really I'm really expecting later on to, you know, expect payment for that you know I, I hate to say it like that because like ain't you with the blessings and everything but it's like no 
that's not that's not how it went when I picked up my Bible the first time. That's not how it went when I dedicated myself to God. That's not how it went. That's not what I was doing. I really expected nothing. Literally nothing. And I do remember him telling me, you're going to hell. And I do remember saying, okay, I'm still going to pray. Because if I was expecting anything at that point, I would have said, then what the fuck is the point of reading this then? Toss the Bible, so I might as well go do everything else everybody else doing. I'm sitting up here trying to be a good person for what? Everybody else wronged me worse. And I'm going to hell? All right, bet. Fuck it. I'm going to hell then. I might as well go do me. I might as well go do whatever I want to do. I might as well go, you know, play over everybody. I might as well go, you know, rob banks. I might as well go play all these dudes out of money and only date dudes who can put, who can put me in a better position. I might as well go, you know, only put money over everything. I might as well go not care about nobody. Not even these kids out here. So they're going to have to learn hard to hurt, uh, one day anyway. So this life ain't easy. I might as well go do the worst I could possibly do to everybody. What's the point of being a good person? What's the point of even caring about the world being a better place? If I'm going to hell for trying, I like, and I'm actually, you know, of course I wasn't trying how I should have. I'm not saying I was per- perfect. I completely understood why I was going to hell, but at the same time, why keep trying after you know you're going? I decided to do that anyways because I said to myself, even if I'm going to hell, this truth and this Bible and this knowledge, I want at least. At least in the meantime, I get that. So somebody could say, well, yeah, well, then, yeah, you get something out of it then. Yeah. But I just know a lot of people who don't care nothing about that. Matter of fact, they can even know it's the truth. I'm not some other people who are like, who, who says it's the truth? Who says that's really knowledge? No, they can even know it's the truth and knowledge. So what is that helping? That's not benefiting me. It's not paying my bills. So it's like, I'm going through all of this for what? And I think the mo- the reason why I'm so frustrated is because, you know, I get like I get this I get this weird sick reaction from all these people like everybody's a, it's okay for everybody to disrespect me. Why do you get to disrespect me? Like and I got to be so patient. Like I I know I'm supposed to be more like Jesus, but I'm telling you I'm not him. I'm not Jesus. There's only one Jesus. I don't know how, I, how or why. I know why. I don't know how he was able to do what he was able to do. I don't know how he was able to be as patient as he was. I don't get it most of the time. And I'm supposed to be so patient. It's like I'm always a one that people want to disrespect. You're not going to do that to somebody, you know, on a level with you or worse. Like, people pick and choose who they want to show different, you know, size to. And that's so coward. It's, you're so, like, that's coward to me. Like, and then people see validation. I see them, you know, just wanting to fit in and blend in with these crowds. And it's so weak. It's so weak. But I got to suffer. Me, because I'm picked at the crowd that God just, like, I'm making an example out of you. Like, why am I always the one? Why am I, why do I always have to be that person? Why am I always that person? 
who sit there and have to be strong while everybody else do whatever is selfish and beneficial to them. I don't know. But maybe this is a test. Maybe this, like, I'm I'm seeing it from different angles because part of me sees that God, you know, definitely is wanting me to stay in this position because he's making me stronger. He's making me the kind of person that does not conform to what the world is doing because just because they all doing it. So it's going to come a time when everybody against you because you're paving a different direction. You're making a new lane that, that doesn't exist. And don't nobody want to see you do that because they too busy following other people's footsteps. Or they not giving opportunity you're giving but based off of the power of who you are. And I I get that. I get that. But it's like, you know... The other the other part of it is like, or, or do you want me to be the kind of person that learn to finally give up on people? To finally give up on being a good person, you know, when nobody else is being that. Because it seems like that's what you want. It feels like you want me to, you know, and I never would, you know, I know God's character, so I, I don't usually choose this. But almost I feel like because God works in mysterious ways, do you are you really wanting me to be the kind of person, the kind of person stops caring is that really what you're trying to teach me because when it gets to this point it really feel like the only thing you can do is stop caring because to keep caring is to be stupid it's to be stupid because you're the only one and it ain't it's for nothing it's for nothing like you would say no it's not god see you he don't care he don't care because I'm at this point. I didn't see everything. I'm seeing what is going on. And if this is really God, then he don't give a fuck. He don't care. So it's like at this point. So what do you want me to do? Is that what you're trying to teach me to do? You're trying to teach me not to care? Because at this point, it feel like most of this stuff that I, that's really frustrating me and really just unbearable and uncomfortable for me. Completely misplaced. It's feeling like most of this is like barely the point. It's really don't my feelings don't matter. It don't really matter. Then, yeah, there is benefits. I see everybody for who they is. I'm on the side. I'm at a point. I'm in a position where I can see everybody for who they is. Almost, I I wanted to say almost everybody, but not everybody. Everybody, but what does that matter? Because they all, you know, get to turn it, turn it around on me. And a lot of times, it feel like I hear God, you know, somehow being, you know, on their side because they get to complain because all of them complaining. I don't know. Like for example, if they say, "How is this? How is that right? Such and such and such." She spoiled, she don't deserve this, she don't deserve that, and then something gets taken away from me. What? As if I don't already have all this unfair, you know, consequences. Unfair just setbacks and things happening to me. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because I'm supposed to be the kind of person who's like, now I don't care. Now I'm going to be the person. That y'all 
you know, not y'all expect me to be. I don't give a, I don't give a damn who you expect me to be. Now I'm about to be the person that you deserve. Why still try and be a good person when there's no room for it at all? But at the same time, I don't want Satan to use me. I'm not trying to give him an end. I'm not trying to let Satan win. I'm not trying to give him the ability to change any type of direction I've already been going in that's been showing results. It's just this direction, the only reason I would change is because this direction feels like it's not working anymore. It's either slowing down or it feels like it's going backwards. And I can attest that that doesn't always mean, you know, it's the wrong direction to be going in because Satan loves to make it look like that. And then you head in the right direction. And as long as you keep going, despite how it feels, despite the uncomfortability, despite the different things that happen to you on the way, you find that all that you had to go through was for, you know, to keep you from this. That's all worth it. Like, I see that. But at the same time, it's like, really? Really, because they make it look however they want to make it look. They can do whatever the they can do whatever they want to do. They get to control a lot of different things, and I see a lot of people getting very beneficial. You know, they're getting really good deals out of just selling selling themselves short. No, I don't want to say selling themselves short. They're getting really good deals out of just not. You know, not being a hundred percent what they need to be. I'm tired of beating around the bush. I started this podcast off to be a hundred percent honest, despite everything go along with it. For example, Pastor Michael Ty, he's a great person. He's a great pastor, and he's really, really, really near to God. He's really close, but. Turn around and, you know, he's like we a sellout. You know, I hate to say that. He's a great, 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 great person. I told you about my my experiences with Pastor Michael Todd and my visions with Pastor Michael Todd. Pastor Michael Todd is a really great person. He really is. But I've also been told and shown different things where when it comes to different things that God would require him to be obedient in, He's going to choose money and opportunities in business so that he can, you know, benefit his, I guess, move forward in this world and as fleshly. And God showed me that, but I'm wrong. No, I ain't wrong because I don't know that on my own. I would never have otherwise known that on my own. Same thing goes for Marcus Rogers. He's very, very, very near to God. He's a great man of God. He's definitely... A lot of times telling the truth that other pe- other people were just scared to talk about. But he's also very similar in that way. Certain things God requires him to be 100% obedient in. He is, you know, choosing opportunities. Knowing that they're not 100% obedient to God. He's a really great, he's a really great person, though, honestly. I'm going to be honest. He really is a really great person. And it's that's what's so hard it's when it's when you have to talk about these different things. 
Because, you know, why, why, why spend that time on these great people of God? You know, we need them all. We don't want to tear them down. We don't want to point out flaws in these great people of God because we need anybody who's doing God's work. Like, there's way too many people who's not. It does, like, you almost want to say, do it really matter to small flaws? But it do to God. It do enough for him to have told me this. And then, on top of that, it's like, I hate that I will be able to, I'll hate if I will ever knock anybody off of their journey with him because of how hard it is, that truth, that truth being so hard. And I don't want to sound like the kind of person who just lashes out and just tears everybody down. I'm just noticing that the reason why I'm in this position is because I chose the harder route. If I had sold out a little bit sooner, or went a different route a couple months ago when I was being offered all these different things. You know, I wouldn't even be dealing with this. I wouldn't even be suffering. And so many different people told me, you stupid, you need to take it now because you're going to end up with nothing. And I just told myself, nah, God won't let me do that after everything that I am giving up for God. He wouldn't let me end up with nothing. Right? And why would I want to be like the people who didn't trust him and sold out a little quicker, you know, accepted a few things because they feared ending up with nothing. I want to be that one person that God, you know, isn't disappointed in in that way. He loves them. He's not disappointed. He loves, you know, you can still do God's work and, you know, accept a few things that are of this world a little bit, you know, that, you know, somehow, somewhere along the line, I don't want to say Satan's in it, but he's in it. <laughs> he's in it somewhere along the line. Like he has his hands on a few things. If it requires you to be a hundred percent what it is, you wouldn't be able to have or touch nothing in this world. That's what I know. He's in control of a lot of stuff. After what I've seen, after all these different things I've experienced, you cannot tell me that different people in this world aren't accepting certain things in order to be made comfortable. That's a fact. Because I'm not sitting up here suffering the way I'm suffering because I'm accepting these things. I'm telling you, had I accepted these things, I'd be somewhere plush, happy, smiling my face. And you wouldn't hear from me, nor would you know. He would have to find somebody else to do it. And guess what? Nobody else is. That's a fact. Anybody say I'm lying? Go ahead and believe him. What difference do it make? Whether I do what's, you know, I'm damned if I do or I'm damned if I don't. If I go do what I'm supposed to do, I look like a liar. Because they go make me look like a liar because you ain't doing what Satan wants you to do. And he in control of this world. Then, if I go do what I ain't supposed to do, they're going to make me look like I'm not a liar, but the real one's going to know. It's frustrating. But, you know, one thing I also noticed out of all of this is, you know, when it comes down to it, saying makes it really, 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 really extremely hard to be obedient to God. He makes it extremely hard. And I'm not saying that as an excuse. I'm talking about for real. You could die. 
Like literally, not even die. Keep you alive and let you suffer and wish you was dead. Now I'm talking about a person who loved their life. Yeah, it can get really, really bad. Really, really bad. But only the real ones know. Only the real ones know because if you fake, you ain't never even made it to that point. You already, you sold out, you compromised before it even got hard for you. Because you would never made it to that point anyways because your heart does not build like that. So only the real ones even know. You get to a point and get hard. It get very, very, very hard. You have to compromise because Satan is in control of this world and he can really use. I can't imagine having kids or a husband in this world and I'm having to go through stuff like this. And Satan's being able to control stuff like that. I don't even blame you. You got a child in this world. I don't blame you. You got a husband in this world because I'm sitting up here going through all this for my family. Imagine having a child I have to protect a husband I'm trying to keep. You know what I mean? And Satan's able to maneuver and use stuff like that over your head? Come on now. Ain't no way. I don't even know how if you really for God right now, like really trying to do everything and be obedient in the way that you're supposed to be, that you can even have a husband or children right now. And I'm not trying to, I swear I'm not trying to deter anybody because one thing I've noticed in the spirit realm, people with husband and children that are really going hard for God, they have to. They have to sometimes, you know, sacrifice and sever that in order to get to do what God needs them to do. And it sounds like, what? Are you crazy? That sounds evil. That that sounds like the opposite of what God teaches. You don't understand what this world is really like. You don't understand how this is really going. And you don't understand the world we really in. Because I've seen the difference. And I've really seen that, you know. Certain people have to be like, so F my kids and F my husband or wife if it's about God's, you know, will for my life. And only real ones know what that's really like. I don't care what you say. I can't speak for nobody else. I don't know. Like I said, I don't even know how you can. So I can't even speak for you. But all I'm saying is when you're in that spirit realm and you're fighting all these demons and you fighting everything for God, it's just you. You might have to fight your kids. You might have to fight your wife slash husband. You might have to fight your mother or father or brother or sister. Those might be the very people you fight in in order to do God's work. Yeah, the devil can use them. They ever lie once? Did they ever steal? Did they ever cheat on anything ever in life? If they ever made one mistake ever, which we all make because none of us are perfect, the devil is able to use them. He has legal, he's spirit, spiritual laws, and he's legally able to touch them and use them. The only way they ain't able to be used is if God wills it. And he's going to will him being able to touch them. Why? Just like he willed Job's life to be turned upside down. It's a test. It's a test. This is why I talk about, and I hope I don't speak in riddles or anything that's unable, you're unable to understand what I'm saying. But this is why I talk about all the time, a lot of times, Job's situation, how it seems so unfair. And we all know that Job's situation seems unfair, but how God seemed wrong. God not wrong. He not. 
And if you could ever understand him, which it would take him allowing you to be able to, then you know he's not wrong. You know it. But when you ever under, if you ever look at it, like, doesn't that seem like God has something to prove to Satan who ain't nobody? And if Satan really ain't nobody, then why he had to, you know, why is he, first of all, God knew Satan was going to show up in heaven. Why Satan still showing up in heaven? He got kicked out. He shouldn't even have the room. And then he show up in heaven boasting, talking all this stuff, and provoking God. How can he provoke God? How are he? How is he even able to make God jealous? How is he even able to do stuff like this? Why he still got the ability, the room, to do anything, right? He don't, right? Talk to somebody who really is a real Christian. They're going to say, say he ain't got no power. Say he don't have no control. Everything that he do is according to God's plan. So why is it God's plan to prove anything to Satan? Who is he to prove anything to? And honestly, after seeing how hard people go for Satan to his side, even though they always lose, I don't even want to say always. They be winning sometimes too. Otherwise, they wouldn't be as cocky as they are. They do sometimes win. Why do you think so many people in hell? You think that's a loss for them? That's a win. They are winning too. And that's the truth. But I hate how sometimes when you on God's side, you can't preach that truth. Because you better be careful that you don't deter somebody. If that's going to deter you, you ain't going to ever be able to be a real Christian. Because I'm telling you, once you see it for yourself... This is why I feel like people really falling off. At this point, I can't call. I can't say that people who falling off from God is really weak for real. I can't. I can't honestly, you know, wholeheartedly say that because after what I'm seeing and everything I'm going through, it's almost like God's pushing people away. I'm just being a hundred, and it may sound like you know, you know, watch your mouth. You don't know what you're saying. Like I know the scripture. I keep hearing this. I keep seeing this scripture. Like stop talking, be quiet, don't say nothing. And that was a scripture. Like even a fool, when he holdeth his tongue, is deemed wise. Right? I've been hearing that my whole life. But if that's really the case, if I'm really not supposed to say nothing, then why, when I was being quiet? You know, somehow things were, I, I didn't know much. I wasn't, I wasn't able, I won't say I won't know much. It was harder for me to maneuver through certain lies. I started speaking up and telling the truth. Finally, you know, it feels like I'm walking more into what I'm really supposed to know, what I'm really supposed to be learning. And that would have never happened if I didn't decide to do whatever it was I was doing. So honestly, another thing that I'm noticing, I'm learning that. In the midst of everything. In the midst of everything. The whole time everybody's telling me what I shouldn't be doing. Who I'm supposed to be. And when it came down to it, none of that actually got me where I am. If I was listening to you, I'd be where you are. You ain't here. Can you get here? I don't know. But based off of your decisions, most likely not. Because if I was listening to you, I wouldn't even be here. That's a fact. Now, a lot of people, this uh, advice has been helpful. But like I said, I got like I'm saying, I have to use my own spirit of wisdom and discernment. I can't count on you and whatever it is you're doing to help me through. You can be helpful. I do think that you can offer helpful advice. I do think that you can help me somewhat. But when it comes down to it, a lot of times I'm finding out 
you wrong a lot. So am I. But a lot of things, you know, I have avoided by not listening to you. Trusting my intuition, trusting my heart. Trusting my heart has also gotten me to a lot of bad situations. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, it's gotten me where I am today. And I'm the only reason I'm saying it like that is because it's feeling like, is all of this going to be in vain? Do it really? I hope that, you know, one day everybody says, God's not bringing this to bring you through this for no reason. God's not going to let you all this happen to you in vain, such and such and such. But God is saying different things. God is saying that he actually might. And why would he say that that's possible if it's not? Now, the one thing I'm not understanding is how God is saying, you know, God showed me what's going to happen, right? He showed me how things turn out. And that's no matter what. That's what's definitely going to happen. But if that's what's definitely going to happen, then why do I have to make the right decision? I might as well just go do anything I want to do right now. I might as well go, you know, kill somebody. I might as well go get locked up for the rest of my life. I might as well go do drugs. I might as well go smoke weed. I might as well go smoke cigarettes. I might as well go be the worst person I could possibly be. Lie, cheat, steal, and forget about God. And I'm going to still have it, right? Even if I deliberately run away from him. Even if I deliberately disobey him. Even if I deliberately reject him and accept Satan. And never turn back to God. Ever. On purpose. It's still going to happen? No. Hell no. Hell no. That seat for me in hell will be plumped and ready. So that means that that's not for sure. I can mess that up. If I intentionally mess that up, I can mess that up. If I walk away from God right now, I can mess that up. If I stop giving a fuck, I can mess that up. Yes, I can. So is God a liar? Now, I won't be fair if I didn't speak about the part where I noticed that all of my mistakes, everything I've done right and wrong, no matter how far off I was, was going or am, led me to exactly where I am where I am right now. And if it were ever based off of my wrong decisions or my right ones, I wouldn't even be here. If it were ever based off me. So clearly... That's going to happen for sure. But for me to think that I don't have to do anything, nothing at all, I can sit back, not care, do whatever I want to do, and still land in that position, that's unacceptable. I still have to try. So how is it that, how is it set in stone if I still got to try? I shouldn't even have to try at all. I don't have to read my Bible. I don't have to, you know, tend to God. I don't have to care. Matter of fact, I could do whatever it is that's most comfortable and not suffer in the process of all this. All this suffering is for no reason. Like, you know, what's that deal you said against Satan? Oh, you said I can get $2 million? Oh, yeah, let me get that. Because what God, guess what God said? God said I'm getting whatever it is that I'm going to get anyways. So if I take that $2 million, it don't matter. I'm still going to end up on top. That's what God said. That's a promise he made to me, right? That's not based off me making the right decision. That's not based off me doing what I'm supposed to do. 
That's not based off me being the person that God knows I'll be. I can do whatever I want. That's set in stone. So, yeah, let me get that $2 million for my soul. Because guess what? Somehow God's going to magically make that, that outcome come into play. That's how that go, right? No. That's not how that go. No matter what anybody says or does, that's happening because of who I am. Who, what I'm not going to do. The different things I want to allow myself to do based off of making the right decisions. Because only the right decisions got me here. So yes, it's based off God's goodness. And that's a little tricky. If it's based off God's goodness, then that means you can be bad. It's God's goodness, not yours. But people are being judged based off of what they've done. So even though it's God's goodness that gets you in, it's you and your actions that even get you to the point of him even considering it. I don't know how to explain it. I really don't. I'm still trying to figure that out for myself. If it's based off God's goodness, then can't you be the worst person you've ever been your whole life, all your life? He still let you in? Yes. So why do I have to try? I don't know. You just do. He just pick and choose who he feel like actually making try. Because some people ain't never tried and never going to try. They deserve hell, but he going to give them heaven. But based off of his goodness and his mercy. And they lucky. I mean, I don't know. You know, maybe they don't feel that way. Grass always green on the side. But you lucky as hell because you can do whatever you want. You don't never have the pressure of being a good person. And, I, you know, I don't want to contradict anything I said before because it's not really pressure when that's who you are. But why I got to be that person? And they don't. You don't ask the potter why he formed the clay. And I get that part. I really do. I, I truly understand that because whenever I'm considering somebody else wishing it was me, you know, I get it. You know, you don't, you don't understand. You, you can never walk a mile in my shoes. So don't even, you know, be upset. Don't even be upset about it. I kind of wish, I really like, I think, matter of fact, I don't wish this no more because I think that's what this is. This whole situation, everything, all of this is, is whoever it is that thought that they could do me better than me, getting the opportunity to walk a mile in my shoes and failing miserably. I genuinely think that's what this is. And it's so funny because the whole time, like, they're really trying to learn how to be me and can't do it. They're really trying to give responses like me, and then I respond, and everybody knows the difference. No, that's her. And, you know, I will be the one person that somebody actually try and take their whole life. I would be the one person that somebody actually try and steal their whole life, not just the body, not just the soul. Just I want to be you. I want to actually steal your whole identity. I would be the one person that happens to. Like, I don't know how many people that actually happened to and it succeeded. But I would be that person. 
like, and I, that's so frustrating to me. Like, you could have just made me a regular person. You really could have. Now, I really would have been okay with nobody ever wanting to be me. Just me. I promise you, that's all I ever wanted in life. And I didn't even think that I, I would have to say something like that. I didn't even think I would ever have to clarify something like that. Like, I really just want to be me. Like, that's it. Out of everything, they have so much to say about why are you still worried about me. I got people who sit here and listen to me talk and then get tired of hearing me talk. Stop listening. What? I'm not about to sit around listening to somebody talking about some hug. Girl, shut up. Like, I really, I can't. I hate people. I hate people because they so dumb. They so dumb. You sit around listening to somebody talk, talking about I'm tired of hearing you talk. So stop listening. You can't stop. Li- you can't stop hearing me talk. Who fault is that? Cause I don't have to listen to you. That's just so funny. But it's so weird, you know. It's so weird because it's like God will really put me in this position where I'm getting, you know. <laughs> I am getting so 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 fed up. I'm really. I'm running low. I'm running low on patience. I'm running low on care. I'm running low on, you know, just, I don't know, generosity. I'm running very low. But overall, you know, could be worse. That's where that works. I see that's where that works. But if anybody, this is why I document this so that people can see the different emotions I'm going through daily. I notice there's a pattern. I come here, I talk about all this stuff that I feel like God is, you know, telling me about. And then whatever this evil spirit is, they got some type of vendetta against God and me for loving God. So they always try to get me to come back and try and contradict everything that I said. Um, God always turn it around and bring a message out of all of it so that anybody listening could, you know, overall, you know, understand the point of all the emotions and everything that's going along with it and why I think the way I think and why, you know, it seems like I'm contradicting it, but it makes sense how my mind got brought to this even after saying that. So he's making sure everything's all right. And if I look back on every situation, I notice that God is covering me. He's definitely covering my butt when I mess up, when I make mistakes. He's definitely keeping me. He's always making sure that the big things that I'm not seeing, he like that's already taken care of. It's never even reaching me in the small things, you know. I just have to endure. It's not even as it's not as bad as I think it is. He showed me I remember he told me that so many different times. First time he told me that, he really showed me. Uh, and second time or the th- second and third time, he was telling me that he actually was, you know, easier on me in a way where he's just like, you know, I just want you to see. I just want you to see, you know, that even though you can't see it at the moment, it's so hard for us to see past our own emotions. We're emotional. And that will make you really say, you know, 
you can't be taking care of the big things, everything I'm I'm going through. And you're God. You can take care of the big and little things. Why I have to go through why do I have to go through anything at all? Honestly. But trust me, you'd be so grateful if you really saw everything he was covering. Funny thing about it is like somebody actually tried to steal my whole body. They try to steal my body, they try to steal my life. I don't know what they expected to happen to me, but they clearly did not care. And I just woke up in that. And God, you know, he turned it around for me. And that's not even one of the big things he's considering. That seems big to me. But, you know, he made sure that never happened. So he is taking care of the big things. Because imagine, you know, imagine me thinking... All this little stuff like being irritated every day, being agitated or having to hear different people's opinions that I don't care for. And then next you know, somebody wakes up in my body and where where am I going to be at? You know, and nobody ever knew about it because they spent however long studying and practicing me so they could walk off into the world looking like they're me. Acting like they're me. And God sat up here and made sure that I'm so unique that even if you studied me for it, don't matter your whole life, you wouldn't be able to imitate it. Same way he's so unique and so powerful and so sovereign that you could sit up here and study God and what he would do and how he would do things. And you could feel like you could sit in his seat and you could try and be God the best that you could possibly be. This is for you, Satan. And you would never be able to imitate him. You would never be able to pull that off. Literally, God could sit you up there. He could put you in that place, give you the power, give you the unconditional love and worship. And, you know, whatever it is you need to to feel like you him and you wouldn't be able to do it. You still wouldn't be able to do it. He's There's no one like him. The difference between me and God is I'm emotional about it. I'm frustrated. I'm upset. Leave me alone. Be you. Why don't you love yourself? You know, stop being, stop worrying about, you worry about the wrong thing. Stop comparing yourself. Embrace what it is you're born with. We're all born unique. We all have our own strengths. Stop worrying about other people's strengths or weaknesses because you're ignoring your own and it's going to waste. Why would God make you how you are? Why would God make you what you have if he wanted you to just throw it all away and take somebody else's? No, he made you and it's just you. That's your superpower. And who, what are we going to do in this world if what he made you to do, you're not doing? Somewhere, someday, somehow, whatever it is he made you to do, it's supposed to come into use at some point. And if you're throwing that all away, maybe that's why we're in a worse world. Because we needed a you and you wanted to be a me. You got to figure it out. And it's frustrating. Imagine, you know, I don't really care. You know, I feel like saying exactly where he's supposed to end up is where he ended up. That's how tricky it is about God's will. Yeah, he hopes for the best, but also at the same time, everything turns around how he planned it anyways. But that doesn't mean that he wanted the bad things to happen. So as far as Satan goes, he ended up in a place where people like him have to go. But does that mean that Satan want God wanted Satan to be there? 
Does that mean that God created Satan for the purpose of being damned and being, you know, the face, the bad guy? Did God create Satan for the purpose of being the bad guy? I don't necessarily feel like that's what he wanted, but I do feel like he knew that's what was going to happen. Absolutely. Does that mean he stops making him? No. God is God, and he does what he does. And even when you don't understand it, it's still all necessary. So that being said, imagine a world where Satan actually did what he was supposed to do. Imagine a planet that we would be living on if Satan actually, you know, assumed his position as right up underneath God. And that was enough for him. And he never tried to be God. He never tried to take God's place. And he never tried to. He never lied. He never cheated. He never tricked. And. Imagine what kind of world we'd be living in by then. Adam and Eve would live for eternity. But will we be here? Because were, was Adam and Eve actually supposed to produce produce offspring in that Garden of Eden? I mean, they were made with reproductive organs, but it seems like they didn't actually produce offspring until they were actually cursed. So would we even exist if Adam and Eve didn't bite that apple? Some things, you just have to take the good with the bad. It's bittersweet, but it's also, like he said, necessary. You wouldn't even exist if Adam and Eve didn't make that that mistake. You might say it's a mighty assumption to make, but I think it's in the Bible. I think it's in the Bible. But imagine if Adam and Eve actually did have kids in the Garden of Eden and they live for eternity. Why would they need to have kids? You know, how does that happen? Does the baby stay a certain age? Because remember, Adam and Eve were born a certain age. He created them to be a certain age. They didn't start off as babies and have to grow. They weren't supposed to have kids. You wouldn't even be here without their mistake. So, what the devil meant for bad, God's going to use for good always. And I guess I just have to be confident in that, even though it's so frustrating a lot of times when I'm just getting so much unwanted attention. And uh, there's so many people with opinions, but it's like, your opinion ain't help you. How it's supposed to help me, but I still got to hear it, I guess. All right. But... Regardless of anything, though, you know, I think the main thing that frustrates me so much and has frustrated me so much is the realization, like, the sad realization that, you know, so many different people are able to somehow... Make me look a certain kind of way, blame me, and lie. Because, you know, somehow it's beneficial. Not beneficial, but because people will believe it. And because it's something that they, you know... Because I'm for God. And it's something that they can't take away. God gave me something they can't take. And I'm not willing to give it. So they'd rather make me suffer and torture me. Because I'm not giving up 
what everybody else so willingly gave up. It's okay. I know what happened. I know what really happened. I know the real. I was there. I was there when everybody assumed a position. I was there when everybody sold out. I was there when everybody turned against me. I was there when everybody made me suffer because I wouldn't do what it was they was doing. I was there and I was chosen. And I know. And I know, you know, y'all got the benefit and y'all got the the plus and the whatever you want to call it. Y'all got the up y'all got the plus of the increase, what do you want to call it? Y'all got the benefit of being able of being so it's being so many. Y'all have quantity, but I have quality. And each and every single last one of y'all put together don't equal me. So at least I got that. And clearly that's, you know, enough to make you want to kill somebody. Because that's what they've been trying to do. But um, imagine me and me. Imagine me and me where... Yeah, you winning, but it don't look like that. Yeah, you winning, but they'll never, ever tell the truth. They'll never tell the truth about it. And whatever happens, however it goes down, you just got to be okay with you knowing it and them lying about it. Because that's what's going to happen. Just like with Jesus. He died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. And he knew the whole time what he was doing. He knew the whole time what happened. And he knew he had crushed Satan's head. But even to this day, people are denying that. Even to this day, you know. They are able to deny him. Pretend like he don't exist and disrespect his name. But it's okay because he knows it. And the real ones know, but they don't care. They're not, I don't say they don't care. I hate to say that. Forgive me, Lord. But a lot of people aren't doing what's necessary. A lot of people aren't as solid as him. You can't ask to be more like Jesus and not be solid like him. I feel like that's why I'm going through this. But in the midst, in the meantime, I guess we'll see what happens. You know, I. God, it's so corny, though. I hate this corny world. So corny. Oh, my God. Like, how can you? How can you just sit there and the just dedicate your whole life to try and hurt somebody just because they did what's right? Or just because they're on the right side? Or just because they know the truth and they real and you not? And you got all these people who fake with you, going along with it. And the whole time, what can you do? What can I do besides just be who I am? That's what God intended. But what do it matter? Because if this falls on the wrong ears, it'd just be another fake person talking about I'm lying. But if it don't. If it falls on the right ears, that's what it's for. That's the point. 
hopefully it fall on the right ears. Like at some point, this information just like this fell on mine. And it made me a better person. And it kept me on the lookout for things like it. And now it's valid. It's being validated with everything I'm going through. They're not all attacking me for nothing. They know exactly who I am. And if they could just be done with me, trust me, they've been with it. That's what they've been trying to do the whole time. You know, it's it's a shame when people do the most horrendous, horrific things in order to cover their tracks. It's such a shame when people go to such great lengths in order to get away with their mess and their nonsense. It's such a shame. And it's like so many innocent people suffer at the hands of this. And I'm blessed enough for God to be bringing me out of it. So forgive me if I'm complaining so much. But you have to be there to understand why this is hard. It's hard a lot of times. To be strong enough to not feel, to not let your emotions just not get the best of you. Because I hate to say that that's what's happening, but just, you know, make you really, really, really question. Like, whether you're on the right path and whether it's worth it. You know, it's almost like you can't even exist in this world without compromising at all. So I want to make it very clear to anybody, you know, I don't blame you. I'm not judging you for compromising. Why the whole world sit up here and crucify me for trying to do the right thing, even in my mistakes. I want to be the one on the other side of that saying, you know, you only fitting in because you ain't. And even if it is true, so what? Like, I'm not perfect. I'm not better than you. I am in no position to judge you. But, of course, you already know that. It's frustrating, though, when, you know, people join in on crucifying you. But you can't get the same courtesy. You would never do them like that. Regardless, though, you know, judge me and let all of my, you know, imperfections and flaws, let all of that, you know, somehow compensate for all y'all wrong, you know, because when you stretch me out so thin and spread me out so thin and crucify me and make me look bad in order to somehow get away with everything that you've done, I hope that somehow along the way you change or the world changes because of it. I mean, Martin Luther King Jr. died and then the civil rights movement happened. So I guess this is just a pattern for us. Find somebody who wouldn't compromise. Find somebody who is, you know, standing up no matter what that means, not accepting compensation, you know, for to be quiet or to shut up, or to compromise, or to go with that, or to sell their own people out, to sell their own situation out, to sell their whole, you know, their whole fight and everything they believe in, their morals out, who's not accepting that. Find someone like that, and then crucify them, and then maybe one day somebody will, you know, try and stand up, because by then, you know, it's it's been made... By then, I guess, 
it's been paid for. The sins are paid for. We crucifying Jesus over and over and over again. You know, history only repeats itself, but I hate that that can't change. 